0: welcome to the show the north shore fishing report glad to have you aboard this morning looks like a, it's going to be a well a raw day lots of rain heading through uh, we have got a low developing the gulf rising up cold front coming through so we'll see if we can get that front to pass through and, and sweep everything out and get some clear weather in here get back to fishing uh, but for now we have a hot cup of coffee we're going to be talking fishing more specifically fishing on the north shore lots to get to this morning uh, we're going to be covering everything. We've got the bite is heating up. Uh, the colder temperatures are here. We've got a lot of Sokolay reports coming in, and it's the normal reporters. Um, you know, it's Ray Miller, Martin Duvick over there on the Tifuncta. Uh We've got Jeremy Glasscock. He's reporting from the Tickfall River. Um, but I'll tell you something I'm noticing on an increase is the reports coming in from uh, Bayou Lacombe. You know, uh, Bayou Lacombe used to – to be right up there with uh, the chifuncta river as far as crappie fishing goes and after katrina that that just about wiped them out completely uh we've seen every year get progressively better for the most part and now we're seeing bayou Lacombe as a definitely a viable option for sakalai fishermen on the north shore uh i talked to forrest green the other day he said it's the best he's seen uh since the storm so it's looking like bayou Lacombe is back on the map as far as sockeye destinations, especially especially in the spring, I think uh, I think Bayou La shoreline is, is custom made for the for that shallow time shallow bite that that comes in the spring when they're spawning. Uh, all the wood and the, the cypress knees along the shallows. Uh, so I think we're gonna gonna see a, a ton of great trips this spring on Bayou La Also, another area we're seeing uh, Socolay is Bayou Cane. Uh, Bayou Cane is is it's a very narrow shallow bayou when uh compared to the rest of the rivers and in, in the bayous on the north shore and that's not very conducive to, to sockele fishing but you know a member recently uh posted on north shore fishing report uh, a trip to cane where he was, he was bass fishing he pulled out 13 sockele in one trip and look I, i've been fishing bayou cane for a while i've been watching reports from cane and and that's really unheard of uh, 13 sockele Well. While bass fishing, that that's a sign of uh, something's going on. Um, we're seeing these sockeye being replenished, definitely, uh, in Bayou Kane and by Ucan and by by So always great to see. But uh, we're going to talk with a little more with uh, Ray Miller about the sockeye biting improving here on the North Shore. Uh, he's going to join us. Ray and his wife was over at uh, Bayou Adventure last week for our Christmas party for uh, North Shore Fishing Report. And uh, I got to talk to him a little while, and he's definitely in agreement that the sockelet bite is picking up on cane and uh, lacone. So we'll check in with Ray a little bit later on. Now, another type of fish that we're starting to see more and more of is, is these blue cats. And um, it used to be that we would see the freshwater catfish reg- regulated to... The so r- rivers here on the North Shore, but lately we've been seeing them out in the lake, and now they're they're even catching them in Lake Bourne. Uh, we had a post on NFR from, from Rob Gibbs. Rob's Rob ran all around the ICW. He was looking for specks and reds, couldn't find any. So I uh, decided to try a rig off of Alligator Point and says it was his first cast. He reeled in a three-pound catfish using a drop shot rig with a live shrimp. Uh, then he says it was every cast after that, back to back to back to back, uh, he was able to fill his ice chest over 20 catfish. Uh, headed back home, cleaned them up, fried them up, and says uh, they were delicious. So you know, now Rob's going to be adding catfish to the list of fish to target when, uh, when fishing Lake Bourne. Um, he says he's fished this area all his life, grew up on the North Shores, never seen catfish like this out in the main lakes like uh, you know Pontchartrain, Catherine, and Bourne. Uh, so definitely something's going on with the fresh water in these lakes, making it more appealing to to the blue cats and also the bass uh we 've been seeing it for a while now uh it 's rare to make a make a trip and not catch a bass. Uh, I made a trip with uh Captain Mike Gallo of angling Adventures of Louisiana uh Thursday, and I noticed a significant grass line forming along the banks of the chef pass uh, by bm Avenue, and uh the pipeline canal and That's where those bass are, up in that grass. Uh, Mike and I fished the Pipeline Canal for redfish and actually hooked a few bass along with the redfish that we caught. Um, And just to show you how much this area is changing, Mike told me for the first time he's caught freshwater catfish in the Biloxi Marsh and says that uh, that's unheard of until this year. So, you know, for those who worry about freshwater affecting the speckled trout fishing, uh yeah, it has and, and probably will continue to but look look at the bright spot, you know, we've got another species of fish that we normally wouldn't have. So hey, you know, right now it's perfect. Thursday Mike and I caught uh redfish, bass, trout and catfish all on the same trip. So those still uh you know, for those still wanting to catch trout the specks are there, we know that. Uh it was 53 degrees in the water and, and we were we were catching specks over there by the rocks uh, in the Mister Go, and if you want to see some footage from that trip Thursday, uh, that video is on the front page of NorthshoreFishingReport dot com, so uh, you could check that out and see what steps Mike takes to targeting trout in, in post funnel conditions. Okay, this past Thursday I was able to uh, attend the South Southeast Louisiana Public Meeting for the new proposal to generate more revenue for uh, some of the wildlife refuges in the area. Uh, locally, we have Bogachita and Big Branch Wildlife Refuge that, that would be affected. Uh, there's a new proposed fee of $20 a year to access these two refuges. And uh, Well, here in Lacombe, that would, that would affect the crabbing. Right now, crabbing with a line and net is free. All you have to do is uh, have a fishing license, but if this proposal goes through, you have to buy an annual pass that would allow you to crab from uh lake road right there in lacombe because that's on big branch uh land so if you want to check out the specifics of this proposal you can go to u.s fish and wildlife i think it's on their facebook page uh for southeast louisiana and get some information there also i have info posted on uh, north shore fishing report as well and there is a certain process that you have to follow to submit your concerns for this and it's got to be mailed in Got to be mailed in by January 9th. They're not accepting uh, online comments. So, um, Also, if you're concerned about this new fee proposal, I tell you, a great asset is, is just to contact your representative in the area. Let them know how you feel. You know, this thing's got to get passed down, and if they vote it down, then, uh, you know, they've heard your voice. So don't forget about writing your representative and letting them know your thoughts on this. Okay, lots to get to here. Uh, we're going to get to the break, but when we get back, we're going have Captain Andy Jones of Wicked Charters. Captain Andy feeling a little under the weather last time I spoke to him over at Body Adventure, but hopefully he's back up and fishing. So we'll check in with Captain Andy Jones right after the break. Keep it tuned right here. You're listening to North Shore Fishing Report on More Outdoors 105.3 HD2 or streaming live at DonTheOutdoorsGuy.com. Be right back. And welcome back to the show, the North Shore Fishing Report. Coming up, we're going to get the scoop on what's biting in Lake Pontchartrain, also Lake Bourne. Uh, Captain Andy Jones of Wicked Charters will be joining us uh, on the phone right now. Captain Andy, are you there? Not yet. Okay. Well, we're going to hold off. If if Captain Andy calls up, I'd love to get his scoop on what's going on. But uh, right now, I could take take the time to actually give you a report on. the Lake Bourne area, the ICW, uh, me and Mike Gallo made a trip over to the Pipeline Canal, caught a few redfish, and uh, a few trout in the ICW. Uh, Captain, Land, are you there?
1: I'm there. I made it. Can you All hear me, righty. Keith?
0: So uh, we caught a few speckled trout in the ICW, and i tell you what, we, we are definitely seeing, uh, we, we were talking about post-frontal conditions, fishing post-frontal conditions, and, and uh, I didn't feel too too positive about the day. It was a very, very cold day. It was Thursday, and it was post-frontal conditions. But i tell you what, Mike Gallo, he uh, he put us on the fish, caught a few redfish in, in the pipeline canal. Uh, he has a, a very odd way of he's fishing a drop shot rig, and he's fishing a three eight ounce jig head on the bottom with an H&H Cacahomino. Captain Andy, you there?
1: Good morning, Keith. How are you? Can you hear me?
0: Captain Andy Jones of Wicked Charters. All right, we'll hold off for Andy. Uh, but back to the the drop shot rig. So we were fishing that with a H and H minnow on the bottom, and then on the the about, about two feet up was a drop shot hook with a smaller piece of plastic. And I tell you that was that was doing the trick. We were getting bites on that bottom. We were getting bites on that top. And uh, you know, uh, a real positive about fishing those double lures is when the fishing is real thick, like the redfish. Sometimes you'll see those redfish chase and try to get the the lure out of the other redfish's mouth, well, you got two lures present there. So sometimes you can catch two like that, and that also helps with speckled trout as well, catching two speckled trout as well. And uh, so back to the trip, me and Mike, you know, we put, I think we put 20-something fish in the boat in the ICW. And uh, i got to tell you, I thought that speckled trout bite would would surely drop off at 55 degrees. Captain, Andy Jones, are you there?
1: Good morning Keith. Can you hear me? Nope. Keith, okay. Can you hear, can you hear me? me?
0: All right. But uh I thought that speckled trout uh bite would drop off at fifty five, but uh we were catching fish at fifty three, fifty four degrees out in that ICW. Now it might be that, that uh those water temperatures are a little bit warmer down deep. I don't know the specifics on how much that water heats up as you get deeper. I'm guessing maybe two to three degrees and maybe that made all the difference. But uh, these speckled trout that we were catching uh, off the rocks in the Mr. Go was, uh, man, i tell you what, they were, they were feisty. They were feisty for being so small and catching them on plastics. You know, uh, right now the the bait shops are all on a lot of shrimp, so it's strictly plastics right now, but uh, that was no problem. And look, we put a, put a good trip together and it was, it was middle of December uh, that we put a good trip together. So, I feel good about that trip, and a uh, special thanks to Mike Gallo, uh, Angling Adventures of Louisiana, for helping us you know, put that put that video together. It's on the front page of GulfShoreFishingReport dot com. Uh, we're going to give Captain Andy one more shot here, Captain Andy. You there? Good
1: morning, Keith. Can you hear me now? Hey, there he is. I can hear you. Good deal. All
2: right.
1: All right. We got a lot to catch up on. Uh, well, I usually ask you if you're out on the water, but I'm guessing you're
0: you're home with all this weather, huh?
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm home with the dogs today. We've got the fire fire going this morning, and uh, the customers didn't want to drag out in this this morning. I guess I don't blame them. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: so, Andy, I was just talking about some stuff I made with Mike Gallo at Pipeline, and I mean, we
0: fished the rocks in the Mr. Go. Boy,
1: i tell you what, that Mr. Go area in the wall right there is, is pretty defendable around this time, huh? What a what a run it's been this year, huh? That's been that's been one of the longest runs over there I think I've seen in years. And uh yeah, those fish are, are still there.
0: Absolutely. Uh we put twenty something in the boat and that's pretty good for, for these temperatures and being bluebone skies after the front, you know. So let's talk a little bit about the trestles. I tell you what, the trestles bite has really surprised us this this fall. Uh been very good uh, produced all throughout the fall, and we still have some reports from North Shore fishing report, uh even with the cold weather, but I'm kind of thinking this last stretch of cold weather might have shut it down pretty good, uh looking at the trestles, I think they had four boats out there Thursday I didn't look to do too much, but they did put a few trout in the boat, but man, I tell you what that's that's pretty good for the trestles mid December you know, catching trout. Um, what's the story with the trestles as far as you're concerned? Have you been trolling it, or you just laid off the trestles?
1: Well, we're we've been uh, we've been fishing the bottom a little bit more over there. Um, still still getting a few trout, a lot of blue cats, and of course the sheephead have been great. But the trout really got pocketed uh you were either really you know on the piles where they were or you know it wasn't like they were as uh, spread out as they'd been early on and you are correct that was an amazing run in spite of uh, what we had with the the spillway this year I think we did not anticipate you know the number of fish or or as long as they'd run over there this year I think we were really uh you know thinking it was not going to be that great of a season but um it really turned out to be, you know, some some real nice trout over there. Not bad at all.
0: Yeah, yeah, not not typical size that we're used to with the, with the, the larger ones. I mean, they, they had some good size, but still, all in all, uh, pretty good rebound from the spillway and that sheephead bite. Boy, I tell you what, I, I've never seen the sheep's head reports coming in uh, like this past year. That they seem to be uh, increasing. We got all kind of fish increasing as far as you know, sheephead, catfish, bass being caught. <laughs> Uh times are good. Times are pretty good right now for the area, huh?
1: We have a nice variety of fish. Um you are 100% correct on that. The size of the uh the trout though uh still nice bridge trout, you know, are thick. They're a little bit bigger than what you see, but uh the size compared to historically is down um but still good good quality fish. And you're right, the variety uh between the blue cats, the sheephead and the drum uh it's definitely got you got enough out there to keep you busy and of course redfish are not disappointing at all
0: absolutely that's a that's going to be a staple that we could depend on year round i think anyway a, a report from blaine roses who caught a uh a few bass over there in bayou lacombe and he says uh the water's beautiful over there have you made it over there or have you left that completely uh,
1: uh, yeah i fished the the causeway the other day and uh last week uh friday actually and it was starting to clear up starting to look a little better um unfortunately the causeway no no trout uh up to this point this year which is really unusual for us you know we're, we're typically years past october november it started getting later and later the last two or three years it's been later and then this year here we are almost to the end of december and uh no reports um on there so but yes the bass fishing and the catfish on that side of the lake amazing
0: yeah yeah water clarity good as well uh what about that lakeshore states area that that's got some deep water and uh we still got some some speckled trout coming out of there you, you fooled lakeshore states lately
1: absolutely so lakeshore when you when you get these cold snaps like this the uh the uh the trout will move back in back into those deep canals again and people you know the guys in the know go right back into those deep canals and lake shore states was uh was another area that just <clears throat> really took off early this year and uh right before the trussels bite really took off uh lake shore states and eden isles were holding a lot of fish
0: yeah absolutely uh, andy um I was talking earlier about Rob Gibbs and I interviewed him in the studio uh, this week. I uh, caught 30, 30 something catfish back, back to back at the rig off of alligator point. <laughs> What's going on here? Uh, Rob says he was looking for specs and reds and just, just thought, let, let me just give the rig a try. And, you know, typically uh, you're not really fishing in mid December right. and right. January. Uh, but he said the first gas boom and it was just back to back to back and usually you know that's that sounds like speckled trout but man these big blue cats are coming in a boat so he, he's definitely uh well, I, I told him man that's a plan B and he said yeah that might be a plan a after frying somebody stuck this up
1: look I'm telling you if people start cooking up some of these beautiful blue cats they are absolutely phenomenal and mm-hmm. I'll tell you how good the catfish bites been or how good the runs been this year. I talked to a hoop netter uh, out of Mandeville, and they have flooded the market. He had so, so many catfish early this season uh, that the the price is down. Um, they have an exorbitant amount of catfish in there, so he's basically not even not even pulling nets right now because they have so much catfish on the market already. I've, I've never heard of that um, since I've been here, you know, since 2002. And uh, But it's lo- there's a lot of catfish and people are enjoying it. And I'll tell you what, it is a great eating fish. They're absolutely, and these are beautiful. They're clean, uh, yeah. cold water right now. I mean, you, you just aren't getting any better than that.
0: Yeah, especially with the weather right now. You go out, put a few, guys, throw them right in the ice box. You don't even need ice. Just head on home. so cold.
2: You know, set them up. <laughs> That's, so, and
1: they are really right. they are really, really good they are really good eating um and more and more people are finding that out
0: Andy, anything else um you know i uh, I took with uh, Mike Gallo, and we actually we caught we were cleaning the redfish and they had a had a, about a six inch bass in the belly of the redfish, so man, we got all kind of kind of equations going on out there we got the the bass as a predator, as this and being chomped down by the redfish. Um, are you noticing more grass along the, the canals down, um, you know, around the uh, the ICW, Mr. Go area?
1: Well, let me tell you what I this is, amazes me is not only are you seeing more bass, and this is something you and I discussed for a couple of years that we'd started seeing bass in our typical trout spots, and mm-hmm. but this year the absolute quality, the size of these bass. You know, we we were used to seeing maybe a half pound, pound, pound and a half type of bass. Now you're seeing those bass that are pushing over two pounds on a regular basis uh, mm-hmm. in these areas. So the qual not only are you seeing more bass, but the quality of the bass has um, definitely gone up, which is it's just fascinating.
0: Absolutely, Andy. we uh, had fun over at the Christmas get together. I thought you mentioned you feeling any better. You were a little sick
1: yeah a little better i rounded the i rounded the bend for sure um absolutely a great time over there Uh, jeff and shannon always put on a great great show and of course you and all the the folks from the north shore fishing report what a great group of people i'll tell you what you can't you can't find a better bunch of like-minded folks to socialize with and uh even though we were i wasn't feeling great i still had an absolute blast with those guys and uh well done to you. It was another another great job.
0: Thank you, and I uh, uh, you know I commend Shannon and Jeff for just having that place as, as as to be able to host that party. It's just it's a good hub to come together and, and talk with other members. I tell you, you, really learn a lot every time I talk with these members. Uh, you know, to hear stories and they open up. You know, and we share different stories, different stories and spots, and, and I tell you, it's a lot to learn uh, still a lot to learn. I've, I've been running the site since 2012 and getting, and having these get togethers and we're still learning. This area's changed so much, but I'm learning a whole lot about this, this area. Andy Christmas coming up. Um, anything going to be on the table? Just Christmas <laughs> well, Any wild game, any fish?
1: Uh, yeah, we're, uh, we're definitely going to have, uh, some Turkey. We got family coming over, uh, Tuesday, you know, we're going to have everybody gather up and, uh, yeah catfish may be on the menu this year too so uh looking forward to some fried catfish for that and uh no doubt about it uh but yeah what a great time what a great time of year in louisiana our football teams are doing great uh fishing is out of sight with all different kinds of species and uh yeah how blessed are we to live here
0: absolutely well andy uh you have a merry christmas man if i don't talk to you by new year happy new year and uh Get some rest, get over that cold so we can get back out on the water.
1: Absolutely, Keith. Uh, you too. Merry Christmas to you and to all your listeners, and I hope everybody just has a, a most blessed Christmas and holiday season.
0: Take care, man. Take
1: care, brother.
0: All right. Captain Andy Jones, Wicked Charter. For more information, uh, you can find him on North Shore Fishing Report. Just click on the banner and send you right to his site and book a trip with Captain Andy Jones. Surviving the cold weather out there.
1: All right, let's get to the break right
0: quick. But when we come back, we're going to talk with Chris Basie. Chris is a tournament director for Bass Assassins. He does a lot of bass fishing on the North Shore as well. So we'll talk to Chris and get some tips on transitioning over that cold weather bass fishing. Be right back. Welcome back to the show, the North Shore Fishing Report. Up next, we're going to talk a little bass fishing, more specifically uh, bass tournament fishing. Up next is Chris Basie. Chris uh, is the tournament director for Bass Assassin, is he's an avid bass fisherman here on the North Shore. He also has a show called CB Bassin, which he has tutorials about bass fishing, uh, tips, tricks, and how-tos, and tournament vlogs, and you can find all that on com as well. So Chris joins me right now. Good morning, Chris.
2: Good morning, Keith. How you, I bet you, I hope you're warm and uh, dry.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I am definitely <laughs> warm and dry. Uh, not a good day to be out on the water, but hopefully we'll get all this pass and get a good stretch of, of uh, clear weather coming. Chris, uh, was good seeing you at Bay Adventure the other night. Did you get to meet anyone uh, interested? It, it seems like every one of those meetings uh, I meet someone who really knows what they're doing out there in their specific you know river or bayou that they fish. Uh, I got to see Jason Ledette. He fishes uh, Bayou Lacombe. One takeaway that I've got from him is the Socolate button. Socolay bite is improving on Bayou Lacombe, and that jives with Mm -hmm. uh, the reports we're seeing. I'm curious of what you remember of Bayou Lacombe being as far as Socolay goes, because from what I hear, it it used to be fantastic before Katrina, and that storm just destroyed the population with all the salinity and the surge. But uh, now it looks to be back, and Jason said it's Mm -hmm. definitely the best he's seen I know you've you've lived around here all of your life, so can you attest to the Sakole bike and you know, better than before than uh right after Katrina?
2: Well, yeah, I I never did much sakolate fishing back in the day, but uh I do I can say that yeah, I've seen a lot more boats here lately. It's been a long time. Like I remember when I was a lot younger there was always a boat out by the uh Trace, jigging for Socolade. Uh Along the brush piles, i always seen them out there fishing for them. And then it seemed like a long time there I haven't seen, the same, you know, many of them out there fishing. So, yeah, it seems like it's coming back pretty strong. Mr. Green's been tearing them up on there. And uh, I believe Ray's been out there. Cajun Ray's been out there, too, getting them. So it seems like it is coming back since the storm, yeah.
0: Yeah, we're going to talk to Ray Miller. He's going to be our next guest and get the scoop on that, see if he's fished by you, any. But, Chris, let's talk a little bass fishing right now. Uh, Tournament scene, that's winded down. I believe we only have one more tournament left to go, if I'm not mistaken. So, uh, let's just talk some fun fishing right now. Cold water uh, bass, they're likely to be grouped up, uh, deeper water. Uh, You really have a fantastic trip if you find the bass right now. I've heard of trips where guys caught over 100 bass throwing a deep diving crankbait. Um so what are we targeting right now with the cold water temperatures uh I tell you you know give me the top 3 things to remember when,
2: when targeting
0: bass in late December on the north shore
2: Uh the top 3 things I'm going to look for is either hard bottom or like a deep water point or ledge and uh wood rock wood or rock banks if you don't want to fish deep and uh if the fishing if it's normal weather pattern, not after a front, if it's just normal weather, just cold, you got to fish slow, real, real slow. Uh, if it's after a front, I like to speed it up to try to get a reaction bite. And, uh, I, you know, I was out on Chifonta, and I caught them in nothing but 20 foot of water or more. Like, I couldn't find them any shallower than that. It was so painstakingly slow. Like, literally, I would throw a uh, shaky head. And it mm-hmm. would take a good minute or uh, 20, 20 seconds for it to fall. And then finally hit the bottom, and I just barely, barely dragged it. It couldn't leave the bottom. And mm-hmm. every now and then you just feel weight on the line, and that was a fish. you you never feel a thump. you just feel a little weight there, and that was a fish. And then, you know, the next trip was on East Pearl, and it was muddy, but it was still cold, and every single, like, Wooden bulkhead or metal bulkhead that had sun shining on it, I would throw down them, and I was catching fish. But anywhere else, you wouldn't get a bite. And uh, I even noticed mm-hmm. with my with my side scan, down the side of one of the metal bulkheads, you just seen pods of bait fish all the way down it. But on the other side, it didn't have sun on it. There was nothing there. So oh, it wow. It was pretty odd. Not only is, one it, of the
0: it, is- not only is it attracting the, the bass, the, the, the bait fish are attracted to the warmth, too, so it all works together,
2: huh? Right, right. right. It just draws everybody over there.
0: Chris, uh, let's play some thumbs up or thumbs down. Uh, you know how it works. I call out a specific location, uh, and you give us a thumbs up or thumbs down as to whether or not uh, that location is worth a shot this weekend. i tell you what, it's not going to be worth a shot today, but uh, maybe we get some clean, yep. clear weather in here tomorrow. <laughs> let's That's start with uh, not not not
2: the river. A thumbs up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> the yeah. river today, uh, tomorrow, let's say tomorrow, launch at 4th
0: Street, head south to uh, Brady Island area. Thumbs up or thumbs down?
2: Uh, it It's definitely going to depend on how much of this rain gets through here today. Uh hmm yeah, you know, I'll say it still can be done. It's still a good thumbs up, but if the sun does manage to come out, I would definitely hit along the bank, hit them uh the wood uh laydowns. If it's mm-hmm. not out, if the sun's not out still, I would go back towards the channel edge and start throwing that painstakingly slow drop shot or uh, and shaky head off them channel edges. And uh you, you'll be able to get some fish, but it's going to be hard to get them.
0: Chris, describe exactly what a shaky head is. Uh, So so a lot of people don't don't fish with a shaky head. Describe that.
2: It's just like a jig head. Like a a lot of saltwater fishermen fish with just you know just a plain jig head, except the head has a a flat spot on it, so that when it lands, in theory, it's gonna land with the point of the bait up, so it's more presentable to the fish.
0: Yeah, more of a finesse lure, and you barely, barely, trickle it along the bottom. Right. So that that hook right. is forced. That hook is forced up, which forces the bait right. up off the off the, yeah, where it's not laying like a Texas rig would yeah. be laying on the bottom. All right, Chris, right. while you look home, let's uh, let's launch at Lake Road and
2: head back toward uh, Powell Heights Canal.
3: I'll
2: give I'll give that a thumbs up because you have a few options there. You can go out in the middle of it and use a jerk bait if it's you know if we're still dealing with this front and uh if it's sunny you got that big old bulkhead along there that's going to hold fish because the water's not all that deep there they really don't have much area to go to like these rivers do so they're not going to be far from it so they'll change pretty quickly from that the middle of that bayou right over to that bulkhead
0: yep bulkhead's where it's at with the wood sunshine on the wood. All right, let's go to lock one. Uh, shoot, let's go anywhere on lock one.
2: Anywhere on lock one. I'll give it a – I'll say a thumbs up, especially, okay. too, for, like, The uh There's a couple deep holes around there that have some soccer in them, really, mm-hmm. like, piled in there. And especially with this cold weather, they're going to be – all congregated in one area, and you'll be able to catch them there. Um, bass are going to kind of be out there too. I see. It seems like sometimes I've noticed that socalet would take over a hole, and there just there would be no bass there. Like they'll get in there and say, "Okay, y'all got to leave." But <laughs> I've been able to uh load up on socalet in one little hole in there. hmm Yeah. Well, I will
0: tell you what, when you
2: Bass fishing, you catch
0: Sokolay. That tells you I'm Sokolay definitely yeah. there. Well, Chris, yeah, when you I call thought... a classic coming? A...
2: Huh?
0: Classics coming up?
2: Yes, sir. On the 2nd, on February 2nd, on the Eastboro. All
0: right. Well, good luck to everybody out there. You got any Christmas
2: plans this year? You hitting the road or you staying home? Yeah, I'm hitting the road. I'm headed up north to see my son, and uh, that's why I really didn't, brave it this morning because I'm going to try to stay not sick and go up there for a few days and visit <laughs> with them. <so.
0: laughs>
2: stay not sick.
0: <laughs>
2: I like stay not sick. I like how you,
0: I like how you put that. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, be careful. Up there. Yeah, man. You're going to experience a real winner, huh?
2: Yeah. yeah. I like to go back to when you're talking about the meeting, um, I got to hang out a little while. I always love hanging out with Old Cajun Ray and his his wife. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, that's some good human beings right there. And I also met a guy named uh, Jim that you were talking to for a while. He was, he'd come up to me and he was talking about the videos, what he liked, the videos that I make. And that that was really cool to actually have some feedback from someone. So, hey, look, you know, you did, I like this and I like that. I really enjoyed that.
0: Yeah, I'll tell you what, you meet people in person, you, you know, it's a whole different experience. So I'm glad you enjoyed it and glad to have you contributing to the site. So, Well, be safe going up, the, be safe going up north out of Illinois, and uh, you have a Merry Christmas, Chris.
2: Uh, you too, Keith, and Merry Christmas to everybody out there. Yeah, Merry Christmas.
0: All right, Chris Basie right there talking fishing on the North Shore Bass Fishing. Uh, man, being a tournament director, you always get the scoop of, a, you know, what areas are good, and Chris definitely knows this area well. All right, I want to remind all the folks, if you need any information on bass tournaments, you can go to com. Just click on the Bass Series page, and it's got all the tournament results and upcoming tournament information. All you need right there. All right, stick around for Kate and Ray Miller up next on the show. It's the North Shore Fishing Report on a cold December morning with lots of rain. Grab a hot cup of coffee and let's talk North Shore fishing. Be right back. And welcome back. Okay, I have with me our next guest, Ray Miller of Madisonville. Ray focuses on that Chafuncta River area, but also he ventures off of Chipunka every once in a while to track down those Sakhalai. And uh, things are starting to look yeah, starting to look a little bit better for Sakala. These, these fish are getting deep and grouping up quite nicely. I see the reports from you guys, Ray. And uh well, I tell you what, I'm ready to make a Sakole trip with you. Good morning. Yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> I know you're it's, ready.
3: <laughs> uh, it's, it's been good when, when, uh, whenever you want to get out and brave the the cold air, you know. So, um, had a couple of my students went out yesterday, uh, Gary, and uh, uh, they went out in separate boats, and um, and and um, Adam Roussel, he went for an afternoon, mm-hmm. and uh, but Gary was the one that was really impressed because. He didn't he came fishing with me and he had one of those aha moments when he looked at all my electronics and he saw all the stuff underneath the water that he didn't know was there and he had a fourteen year old depth finder and he said, I need to get me something else. I'm fishing <laughs> in the dark and uh, and so I sent him a copy of the ad for Bass Pro Shop and it had a Helix seven for three ninety nine. He said, "But I'm gonna have to get up at three thirty in the morning." I said, "Well, you know, do what you got to do." Well, he did. and He bought one, so he he started he's starting to try it out. He's he was a little flustered yesterday, but he ended up catching seven of them. That they all were like a pound and a half a better. Nice, all wow. over twelve. Wow. Uh, on yeah, every one you... of them. He had two of them were some hogs, but every one of them was knocking on twelve inches. You know.
0: Oh boy, well, if you I catch them at that did. size, seven seven a day is nice. <laughs>
3: oh man, yeah! For somebody that never caught fish in the river before,
0: you know. Wow, man, you are making sockeye addicts daily, bringing these guys out here, man. That's a, that's incredible. Thank you for what you do, but uh, man, I tell you what, <laughs> you and, and, and Duvik out there, and I talked with Jeremy Glasscock. Boy, it seems like the the when the bug hits, if you you guys have blinders on, all you see is sockeye. Is that right? That's it. <laughs> do <see> anything
3: else? <laughs> it my uh, life. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know it, it does. I mean, the the thump is so addictive; it's un- unbelievable. Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, and yeah, you know, Dubik and I—I I guess we're the biggest addicts. He was out there yesterday. He caught a nice mess of fish. Started out slow, but uh, he ended up with uh, quite a few fish. I don't know if he—I re- didn't even look at the report yet this morning.
0: So, but yeah, right, yeah, know, it's easy to give turn us an overview. An yeah, give us an overview of the Trefuncto right quick, if you don't mind.
3: Well, the Trefuncto was getting really, really clear, and then we had this heavy north wind. So the water's still nice looking, but it's it's kind of murked up a little bit, but that's that's okay. You know, I've caught muddy uh, fish in that muddy Trefuncto River for years. Yeah, I mean, there's muddy, and then there's real muddy. But right now, it's just on the murky side. But uh, the fish are there. They're around the brush piles. And they're hanging between eight and twelve foot deep, and uh, you know the water temperature is in the fifties. So if the water temperature gets lower, the fish are going to drop deeper, which is just means that I'm going to drop, I'm going to pull off the brush piles a little bit, and instead of fishing ten foot, I might fish twelve or fourteen. You know, so that, but that that's the way it is. Now all the fish I cleaned last week, Keith, they had eggs in them already. So, this warm, you know, a warm trend, you know, some people say, well, 50, 52 degrees is not warm. Well, you know, in fish standards, it is, you know, so, but if it stays like this, we'll be hitting the banks on the spawn by mid January. So that's oh, wow. kind of where it's going right now. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm. Uh, so, you know, February, you know, for sure, but this year, by January 15th, I'm going to go hit some shallow spots. Mr. Tom, that I, the old man that I talked about, he was out there day before yesterday, caught nine. And he was out there Friday, the Friday before, caught 11. Now, Mr. Tom goes almost every day. He fishes usually three foot under a cork. He was fishing five foot under a cork, you know, the same brush pile that he's been hitting for years. And he caught some absolute hogs. You know, uh, so, but they're so on a, on a nice day in the afternoon when it's warmed up a little bit, you can go and run these brush piles and catch them under a car five or six foot deep. So they're kind of in a transition, you know. If it stays like this, that's going to kind of be it. You'll catch some shallow, some deep. If it gets a little mm-hmm. colder, they're going to move deep, but they're going to soon. With these mild temperatures that we're having, they're going to start moving to the shallows, to the back of the canals.
0: Oh, early and early soccer spawn. I'm ready for it, Ray. But I still yeah, like I'm, the I'm serious. They it. were
3: full of eggs, man. It was like, holy crap. I called Dubit of yep. right away. I said, man, I'm sending you a picture. He, I sent it. I said, he said, man, okay. <laughs> so <but laughs> We prefer well, Ray, I'm, to eat. I'm, but if they shallow, go well, you now. We'll go for it.
0: Go where the fish are. Yeah, Ray. We're starting to see some good reports out of Bayou La uh, Now Bayou La has produced uh, sockeye in the past few years, but it, you know, not those quality trips where you you know, load the ice chest. But now I'm starting to see catch a glimpse of of what Bayou La used to be. And I've heard numerous people say that you know it was Katrina that really hurt the crappie in, in the bayou. Did you did you fish Bayou La before Katrina? Can you attest to that?
3: Oh, I can attest to that a lot. Before Katrina, that was kind of almost my home, well, it was my home waters because we used to catch so much fish out there. And uh, and uh, usually we'd go out and uh, I was fishing your Lacombe when you really couldn't buy anything but worms. You know, we were fishing with the puke jig on a car deep or whatever. Of course, Lacombe's not that that deep. But we'd go out there and catch a box of fish, and more than half of them were soccer then could tree even come along. Hmm. And uh, I didn't catch another soccer for about three and a half, almost four years for I caught a caught of lay. All the same holes that I used to go to, nothing. And Forrest can tell you, Forrest, when he was out there, he got reduced down to three spots. Forrest had three spots. If you couldn't catch him there, he was done. You know, so, yeah, it yeah. affected him Bad. It just killed a slap. It just wiped him out.
0: Yeah. But so we're starting to see that area come
3: back. Yes, yeah, the bass and the brim were good. My first year after Katrina, a pine tree had fallen on my outboard, So I was, and I couldn't, the insurance company wouldn't give me a dime. So I just, you know, used the power trim, trimmed it up. I put two batteries on the front of the boat, which I still fish with now. And I would troll for 45 minutes. I would go north. Everybody else would go south. And then I'd fish my way back. Well, let me tell you what, the first year after Katrina, between the brim and the bass and the chicken pin, you know, goggle eye, whatever, all of those perch series, no sockle. I caught, me and brother-in-law caught five thousand fish
0: the first year after Katrina. How's that? <laughs> five thousand fish the first year five, after Katrina with no sockle. No sockle, not a one. Well, that speaks volumes. You
3: know, not that a one caught. Volumes. We kept track of every trip. I like to do that. Caught five thousand fish. The next year we caught thirty five hundred, no fish, no no sockeye. And then that's, that's far when far I said, far. "Man, wow. I got to go find me some soccer And we started fishing the river.
0: Oh, that was a good choice. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. So, but anyways, that just to show you that just you know that that's what hurt them. I mean, it, that's what I it it had to to virtually destroy the population. How can you catch five thousand fish and not catch one right. sockeye?
2: Right,
0: right. So those soccer are definitely more uh, sensitive to salinity than, the, than yeah. the bass and the perch. Yeah. Now,
3: I've spoken to several people in the past few weeks at the Christmas party the other night. I was talking to that young man, and he was telling me that he's fishing the grass line and fishing three to five foot deep on the carp, fishing to the edge of that grass line and just popping it. You know, And he was catching me. He said most of the time they hit just about when he got to the middle of the canal. But he's catching some really nice fish.
0: Yeah, have fun at that Christmas party. Well Chris I mean I Chris, I'm thinking I'm talking to Chris Basie. Ray, yeah. any plans for, for Christmas coming up? You got any wild game or seafood hitting the miller table Wednesday? Uh we're probably gonna cook
3: a deer roast. Uh I made a deer chili yesterday. Oh my gosh, it was pretty doggone good. I let it simmer for four hours before I turned it off and it was just oh man, melting your mild chili. Mm. Good stuff we plan on putting. Mm. I'm gonna put a, a a turkey and a deer roast on the smoker.
0: That's the plan. turkey and a deer roast on the smoker. How long do you smoke the turkey for?
3: But, well, what I do is a two-step process. I'll put it on the smoker over some mesquite wood, get that real heavy smoke uh, mesquite flavor on for about two hours. Then I'm gonna mm. put it in a deep pan with a a cup of. Uh, uh, water and uh, well about a 32 ounce cup of water and some kitchen bouquet and then I wrap it real tight in that bowl and I put it in the oven and I uh, and I put the oven on 300 and I let it cook for about another two and a half hours. Mmm, making awesome. me hungry,
0: Ray. Yeah, Boy, yeah you, you wish your wife well, You America had one of mine before all stuff. Okay, Absolutely, first, y'all have I've experienced Christmas. that. Y'all take care. Y'all take care. Merry Christmas. Christmas, everyone. Take care. Merry Christmas, Ray. All right, I want to thank all our guests this morning for joining us. Uh, Andy Jones, Chris Basie, and Ray Miller, right talking soccer Hope you enjoyed the show this morning. I uh, certainly had fun talking about the fishing. Uh, thanks for listening, and I'll pick back up next Saturday for another edition of More Outdoors from 7 and 9, heard right here on WWL 105.3 HD2.
1: Until then, I'm Keith Lusher signing off. Merry Christmas.